8.44. Feel free to bring as much information as you like to us today, though. This morning's interest with Rafael Rashid. Good morning. We're talking about the film industry today. And have you had a chance to see Parasite yet? I'll admit I haven't, but I do plan on go seeing it this weekend. Have you? Well, are you... No, I'm waiting to watch it with English subtitles, and... I, know, I think there have been some isolated screenings here and there. but I, I think there's a lot more than a few isolated. I saw there's quite a few cinemas doing it. Well, when I looked about three or four days ago, I, uh. I, there was one popular three-lettered <laughs> brand where I was struggling, struggling to find a screening with English subtitles near my home. I, I think there's a lot more uh, English screenings than, than the average. Do you know, because I'm, I'm kind of terrible with these things. I want to go and have the full snack experience. I'm not really into just going to an arty cinema where you just sit there, <laughs> sit there and watch the movie, <laughs> like all the other things to go with it. Anyway, um, my movie habits aside, we, we've got quite a serious conversation surrounding the success of Parasite, and that mm. is how um, you kind of need to look well beyond the tip of this iceberg. It's glimmering and shining, but underneath the surface, the film industry's got a lot of issues. Sure. I mean, uh, I guess the main issue is its working conditions. Uh. Yeah, well, because Parasite has received praise for having st- stuck... I mean, Kiseng-chun, we should say, by the way. <laughs> if anyone's wondering, what's Parasite? Maybe you know it by the Korean title. It's receiving praise for having stuck to the rule and ensuring that the 52-hour working week was followed properly. But but movie sets around the world are notorious for running over. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's probably the same story in many countries around the world, uh, especially when you have a tight uh, filming schedule and you have to... You know, you have to stick to st- stick to uh, the times and quick. You know, film it as quickly as possible and, and get as much footage as possible. And some some directors are quite economical, but some will just take <laughs> dozens and dozens and dozens of edits for the same scene. And uh, I've had a bit of experience of this oh. when, when I was a student. I would put myself forward as an extra to make a bit of extra money and then i kind of i don't know if it was a promotion or just a sideward step but i i then was doing like the stand-in role <laughs> so you've got a famous actor yeah and they're in their trailer and you go in and set up the scene and sometimes you're actually working with some relatively famous actors who don't have their own stand-in <laughs> which was quite interesting for me at the time uh, but anyway um one thing I noticed was like you'd be told to be, and this was in the UK, you'd be told to be somewhere for, I don't know, eight to ten hours. And then inevitably, at the end of the day, they'd be like, okay, you're going to be paid overtime. Or not. Uh, well, <laughs> usually there would be overtime. But um, but the timing could, you'd be under intense pressure to stay there for sometimes 16 hours or more. Yeah. And And I wouldn't do that for months on end, but some people would be doing that for months on end. Yeah. I mean, that's some. I mean, wh- when that's your job or that's the industry you work in, you, sometimes you don't really have much of a choice. And and I just thought well, this is an unbelievable lifestyle. You just work constantly for like a few months, and then maybe have a few months not doing anything, and then do the same thing again. Mm. I, I don't know how they do it. And if you're at the lower end of the pay scale, it must be very very challenging. So let's talk a little bit more about actual labour contracts here. Uh, aren't they protected in the film industry in Korea? Uh, well, the f- film industry itself is a bit of a grey area, I'd say, and doesn't necessarily apply um, you know, to the 52-hour working rule. But that doesn't mean things haven't changed in the past few years. 
including the introduction of um, a standard labor contract, which is what um, Bong Joon-ho did with Parasite. He applied this contract to all staff members, uh, making sure that they uh, work only up to 52 hours a week. Um, so a standard labor contract is one that stipulates you know, the conditions and agreements in terms of working hours, overpay, uh, length of contract, holiday allowance, and also insurance. Um, this doesn't mean that uh, you know this wasn't always the case, and staff would be hired as subcontracted workers in the past, uh, which were not recognised under labour laws, and um, did not have to be paid minimum wages or legal working hours. We actually we um, had a chance to hear from Darcy Paquette a uh, Korea-based film critic who also translated the English subtitles for Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. Um, let's hear what he had to say about the health of the local film industry. You know, in Korea, this has been a work in progress. First, I think the Korean film industry became much stronger commercially. In the past, it was a very weak film industry and you had few big local hits. But, you know, in the past 15, 20 years, you've had a lot of really successful blockbuster-level films. And there's been a bit of a lag in terms of, uh, you know, taking those profits and using that to make a system where working conditions and wages would rise to reflect that. So it's been a bit of a give and take. Again, I think people in the film industry recognize the need for this to happen. Sometimes it's a slow process and it does require sacrifices on a lot of different people's part. So... Coming back to uh, the standard labour contract, it was first announced in 2011 as part of a recommendation by the Korean Film Council to improve um, poor labour conditions of uh, movie staff, and it began to be used. It began, I think, it was rolled out in about 2013 uh, with agreements between labour and management and major film production companies. Who's using these contracts? Do we have any numbers? Well, according to um, the Korean Film Council, approximately 75% of film staff have well, signed a standard labour contract uh, in 2018. This number has risen from approximately 35% in 2014 and 53% in 2016. So it's not perfect, but there's been a lot of progress. Yeah, especially as I was talking about parasites being kind of like the tip of the iceberg, not only in terms of success, but in terms of standards. But actually, then most of the iceberg is looking all right. Looking all right, maybe <laughs> is the key phrase there. Is, yeah. is it actually the reality? Well, to be honest, I mean, even statistics can be a little bit deceiving. Uh, the Korean Film Council survey, uh, which found these results, asked film staff actually if they had in the past year signed at least one standard labour contract. So it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, every other contract that people signed, uh, it doesn't mean that they, every, they, they signed contracts for every other production. Um, and there's also been criticism that the figures were mainly based on uh, a survey of films produced with large-scale budgets over a billion won and only looked into 63 films out of the approximate 650 films that were produced here in Korea last year. And um, of the 14 films that did not adopt the uh, uh, standard labour contract, um, 12 films were low-budget films with a production of less than a billion won. And 
finally uh, approximately 66% of movies made in Korea are made with budgets less than a billion won so it's often the case that you know the smaller budget films are the ones that will have no contracts or um, you know longer working hours they basically can't afford to meet the standards which seems like a, a major issue doesn't it Yeah, um, I mean, films uh, made with small budgets, you know, are often in a blind spot and do not, like I said, have to write uh, standard labor contracts yet. Uh, independent films with less than 500 million won uh, in production costs are often exempt from complying with labor contracts. Um, and implementing uh, such a contract would basically involve a lot more costs and um you know, newbie filmmakers usually won't be able to afford this. So uh, we have another clip from film critic Darcy Paquet um, on whether a career is in a position to pay people more. Ultimately, it does come down to money. And, you know, there's a difference depending on, you know, how profitable an industry is. If you're working in an industry that on the whole is, is not very profitable, then that, that puts additional pressure on everything. But, you know, Korea does have one of the most profitable film industries in the world. Those profits are not spread out evenly. I mean, certainly there are certain <laughs> few number of productions that take a large percentage of those profits. But nonetheless, I mean, we've reached a point in the development of the Korean film industry that it's important to try to improve conditions uh, for crew members. Very soothing voice of Darcy Paquette there. I, I, I just saw him in Seoul just the other day. Okay. It's, it's always nice to hear from him uh, and, and some of the other prominent voices in the local film industry on the show. Um, it, it's obviously a major point that we need to look at these smaller movies and, and uh, try and make sure that the, no one's in the blind spots. Uh, and, and perhaps it's unfair to put the same kind of standards that Parasite operated under on every single production here. But there's got to be somewhere where we draw the line, right? Sure. I mean, um, in in a way, yeah, f uh, conditions have improved, I'd say, overall in Korea. Um, and uh, Parasite just so happens to be one of those films, uh, which also just happens to be in the spotlight these days. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's better than, than nothing, really. And uh, sometimes it takes a famous name to talk about these issues and to basically get the ball rolling. Uh, I've read recently that um, horrendous work hours still continue to plague some productions, even very big ones, um, with from very big uh, production companies. Um, but um, I also read recently that uh, the Ministry of Labour has said that it would promote Parasite as a best practice um, example for working standard contracts um, in the local film industry in the wake of uh, Bong's... Um, remarks and, and success have, have you had any experience on set by the way in your time in career have you ever been asked to a movie I, i'll be honest i'm not i'm not acting material <laughs> well I, i don't think i am necessarily either but like i said you can I, always no, be an extra standing um but anyway I, i i mentioned this because actually a few people did come up to me and say they saw me in, <laughs> I, in a movie that i've not even seen yet uh i was actually playing the role of a news anchor uh in uh PMC Da Bunker, I think it was called, oh, okay. in public release. <laughs> But the reason I mention it is I kind of drew my attention back to that. Um, on that day, I said to them, I've got to pick up my children from school. I've got to. It was like 4pm or something, I had to pick them up. And they rolled their and eyes? No, no, they were great. Oh. They totally accommodated it. 
I just I did the filming in maybe three hours in in the uh, in the sort of late morning to early afternoon, and then and then they made sure that I left when I said I need to leave. I mean, as we just heard, I think you know perhaps before the film industry wasn't in a position to necessarily pay as much and have these conditions, but I think things have improved in this country. And yeah, <clears throat> and to be fair, also like there was an agency going through there that was coordinating. But still, I, I I'm just saying there are positive stories out there. Definitely. Uh, hopefully, though, um, even those who can't afford it can try to make sure that. That they're not pushing people too hard uh, to the brink where where these movies are kind of doomed before they even begin. Rafael Rashid with TMI. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and we wish you a meaningful Memorial Day, but also a, a day where we might reflect on, on how different the careers have been since the Korean War. And we'll be back tomorrow, 7.05. We've got Inside Korea, your latest news headlines next. <laughs>